0: hi everyone welcome to this mini episode of boss barista i'm ashley rodriguez i'm jasper wilde and a couple of days ago we released um separate um responses to the scas um response to the dubai issue and the deferment candidacy policy um the announcement happened during the world barista championships in seoul south korea Um, and i was there and then jasper was back in san francisco so we decided that we wanted to record something really immediately and jasper you know more breaks down the issue and then we talk about action plans and then i sort of reported a little bit about what i was seeing in seoul um And this is not to say that this was the response of everybody. This is not to say that this was an overwhelming majority because there's no way that I can know that. And this is also not to say that this is representative of the international community nor representative of communities that perhaps were not able to be at the World Barista Championships. But when I started talking to people, some of the things that I heard were about how the response to... CA's announcement, which was a lot of outrage, which was warranted, was that this was a very United States centric reaction. And that was really hard for me to hear. So I had to kind of process that and think about that a lot and what that meant. And then I wrote an article for Briesta Magazine, um, trying to break that argument down a little bit. And I think sort of what it comes down to is that this Dubai issue is neither the first time that the SCA has made a mistake in choosing a location to host the World Barista Championships. And if we don't address this as a systemic issue, it will happen again. Yes. So in 2015, the World Barista Championships were hosted in the United States. They were hosted in Seattle. And um, someone who I think we should really thank right now, retroactively, is Leila Gambari for bringing up the fact that the Iranian Barista Champion could not come to the United States. There were other barista champions who also could not come to the United States. Seoul was the first time every barista champion who wanted to compete and registered to compete could safely go to the host country. So Seoul is the winner. Seoul's the winner, apparently. I think, and that's kind of what's a little scary about this proposition is that like there are only so many countries we really can host a competition.
1: Right. Once you get into like global competitions you really start have to playing diplomacy and that is something that the SCA has not been very transparent about at all Um, and as we've seen in this last decision to keep events in Dubai uh, it's really coming down to like oh we don't know how to we don't know how to do this part of our job Mm -hmm. so whoops we don't mean to offend We're, we're actually inclusive just not this is We just don't know what to do.
0: Right. And I think Um, the unification is really starting to make that very apparent. So what, about a year ago, maybe a couple months ago, the SCAA, Specialty Coffee Association of America, and the SCAE, the Specialty Coffee Association of Europe, united to make the Specialty Coffee Association. mm -hmm. And my understanding, again, I don't know if this is true, is that the board is split in half, SCAA, SCAE members again we don't know because there's no transparency in this yet is that this vote was split mostly between american board members and european board members
1: first let's just say it's supposed to be the global specialty coffee association so just to have like all this western representation is problematic in the first place um for the fact that they're choosing like a global event
0: especially yeah yeah um Again, that's my understanding, but I don't know this to be true. A lot of people who are on the board can't really say anything yet. And my understanding is that the minutes from that meeting will only be released
1: after they have their next board meeting, which is in January. Right. So we have to wait until January to even see which board members voted yes on deferred candidacy policy and which board members voted no. Right. Right we can only assume it's a big generalization to assume that all the Americans said, Hey, no, this isn't going to be good for our people. And all the Europeans were like, eh, who gives a fuck?
0: Right. And that's, yeah, that's a huge generalization. I have no idea if this is true. This is just what I was hearing kind of in this like whisper network on the floor, which was really interesting. That was something I didn't expect was all of these people saying things off the record that they couldn't share. So I talked to a lot of people from a number of different organizations feel even uncomfortable naming them because I don't want to out them. But there's all of these layers to this decision that nobody seems to understand because nobody is telling anybody. So one of the big things that I noted in my article was that people think that the Dubai decision is about money and overwhelmingly at SCA or at WBC, people were telling me that it's not about money. And immediately like
1: Can I just say, though, they're the ones that are showing up who are probably the best represented. So for them, it's just like the people at the top of the privilege pyramid are going to seek to keep that structure going. Right. So maybe it is more about privilege and power and accessibility to these events that informs our feelings and our decisions about them. But how do we know unless they say anything? That's true. So that's the thing. Is that hearing
0: people say that it's not about money is like cute, but it doesn't mean anything because of like there's no information about how this decision was made.
1: You know who else does a good job at pretending it's not about money? Who? Disneyland.
0: Aww. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just saying you can
0: fake it. Right. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that it could, so it could totally be about money. Everything's about money. Of course, everything's about money, but let's be clear. Like if the SCA is going to go out there and say that it's not about money, then there needs to be proof of that somewhere. And it's just, it's, I'm just using the money thing as an example to show that when people don't have information, of course, they're going to try to make correlations. Like we don't know how this decision was made flat out. So of course there's all the speculation out on Twitter, on social media being like, it's about this, it's about that, it's about money, it's about blah. And perhaps some of those these things are true and some of them are not, but we don't know because we don't have anything to base things on.
1: So we need to push them for greater transparency. Exactly.
0: So that is ultimately what I was trying to call for in the statement that I wrote on Barista Magazine's website. Unfortunately, people tried to take the argument that I was making and make it seem like trans rights are an American imperialist. I don't even know how to say it like an American imperialist like overstep, which is absolutely not true. So let's be clear. This issue with Dubai is what's in front of us and we have to deal with it. What I'm saying is that this is not the first time people's rights have been violated And this will not be the last time people's rights are violated if we don't address this as a systemic issue. We can't just say, let's move it from Dubai to somewhere else. It has to be like, no, how do we ensure that we never pick a place that violates the rights of our global community?
1: Right. And there was something in your article that I really appreciated, which was you remarking on how many different competitions that competitors have been unable to attend Um, And that this has been a problem over and over again. And this is the very first time that we have realized it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that when people criticize us, quote unquote, American queers um, as like, where was your outrage before? That's like really maybe minimizing the amount of awakenedness that we are in right now. Like, I didn't I didn't know that the Iranian barista competitor couldn't come to the U.S. in 2015. Um, but now that I do know that, I think it would be inappropriate to hold another one here in the U.S. because... There are people from seven countries who cannot go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that is something I talked to about someone who works um, for one of these organizations involved. Again, I feel uncomfortable naming them. Where s- people... I know because of this transparency issue, but this person (laughs) said that they were emailed often to be like, why don't you just hold the competition somewhere safe like the United States? And it's like our normative understanding of safety. Well, it's, It's just that like our American or our United States understanding of safety
1: is also like unfair to impose on other people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, I do have to say one more thing yes. about the outrage. Um, I have no doubt that there has been other outrage for competitors who have not been able to attend other events. And um, we just haven't heard. Exactly. They don't have enough power to be heard. Uh, so it's news to me and it's news to you. Uh, but it's not news to many, many, many people. Right. So it's like it's about listening to marginalized communities. Um and it's hard to do that as a barista, like in a system where your work is dependent upon your work as a cheap laborer is dependent upon for the whole structure to work. So it's really difficult for us as baristas to be like, the Mexican competitor can get, to, uh, can get to the U.S., right? Or to even know about the, the international relationships between anyone that's not the U.S., It's really hard.
0: Yeah. And I think it's the job of the SCA to reach out and make that really apparent.
1: And it's also, yes, yes, support on that. And I think as like a personal note, we can all sort of like face this moment within ourselves where we're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I had this privilege until now. Right. So now every time there's a competition, every single time there's a new location announced, let's do let's all be diplomats let's be like oh what are their relationships with other uh countries in the world and is this safe for everybody and if it's not then let's make sure that we are not only advocating for ourselves right so we
0: talked a little bit earlier about amsterdam which will be the next location for the world barista championships in 2018 um dubai is going to host the world brewers cup and the world roasting championships along with some other i think the world latte art competition as well um But the World Barista Championships will happen in Amsterdam. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's fine. But like, is it fine? There's alt-right movements (laughs) growing there. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. And then in Budapest, we held world coffee events there. And there is a big problem with racism there. Like, should we have held a competition in Budapest? Probably
1: not. Maybe the board should represent different kinds of people. Oh, my God. Ding, 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 ding. We've never talked about that,
0: have we? No, we haven't. So that's something... Can't wait for those elections. I know. I'm hoping that there's some form of like special election that happens at some point. I'm sure that there are people who are ready to vote off some members, but we won't know what members to vote off until we see the minutes. Exactly. Which is really frustrating. And then
1: will we as Americans be able to vote out possibly someone who's European. Yes, we will be able to because it's a, it's combined. Oh, so that'd be great. What did, um, the Barista Guild of America released an amazing statement. Um, they said, I'm going to pull it up, pull it up.
0: What was really great about their statement was it was a very specific action plan. It gave people steps to take actively. So email these people do, Do keep your SCA membership if you want to vote in the next elections, because that's the only way that you can vote. Um, And become educated on how the voting process works. Because essentially what happens with the board of directors is that other members of the board will elect people to fill in empty seats. And you can run for a position that will be vacated if you petition and get either 100 100 That's signatures it, or 100. 0.01% of the SCA um membership. I don't know how much that is. The bylaws are.
1: It it says hard to it, read. it's that it's that number in equation or, or 100. 100 whichever's less, I think. I think so, but so I don't know which one's less. I think it's 100. I hope so. So the in the BGA statement um which is called Statement from the Barista Guild Executive Council, if you want to look it up. Is this um,
0: BGA or BGA and BGE?
1: Dear Barista Guild of American okay. Members, BA, um, they say in here that the individual barista membership category makes up for approximately 35% of total SCA membership. Mm-hmm. that's a lot yeah that's a lot so we have a lot of representation we have a lot of voice as baristas of america um which is probably a function of the privilege that we hold in the world so let's make it count for good mm-hmm.
0: someone told me that 20 percent before the scaa and the scae um merged 20% of membership of the SCAA was um, in South Korea.
1: They were represented by the
0: America. Yeah. You, yeah, you can join the SCAA. You don't oh. have to be in America to join it. Oh, wow. I know. I was kind of blown away by that. Um, but yeah, if you want to look up the statement from the BGA, you can go to the barista guilds of America's website and see what they've published. It's absolutely incredible. And if you're not sure what you can do next, they give you really clear actionable steps to take. Mm -hmm. Um, Town halls have been happening all across, not just the United States, but in other countries. London is hosting one too, which is incredible. Um, So please attend one of those. Seattle just had one last night. Tonight, New York is having theirs. Tonight, today is November 15th, um, just to put that out on the record. Um, And there are other places across the United States and in other countries. DC is having one soon.
1: Denver will be having it next Tuesday.
0: Uh, San Francisco hasn't announced when they're going to be doing theirs or the Bay Area to be more more encompassing of that area. Um, And also, we were just here for Cherry Roast. Support your local competitions. Support your local throwdowns. If you are a... um, Equipment sponsor, support competitions that help communities. Um, The outpour of support and community that we saw at Cherry Roast was absolutely incredible. And that's a competition that's meant to be inclusive and bring people together. So support more competitions like that. Yeah. Um, Write a letter to the SCA, Jen Chen, who is incredible um wrote an amazing letter to the sca put it on her medium page put it on her social media breaks down just exactly what the problems are with what the sca has done about transparency about timing oh, oh let's talk timing. about timing for a minute so world barista championships are happening between round one no day one of round one and day two of round two is when the statement about Dubai is released. So you have these competitors who let's be clear, like for many of these folks, like this is their most, this is the most important professional thing that they've ever done. Like, and that's not to say that that's right or whatever, but like people worked really hard to get their people have traveled all around the world to be there. And it's almost like their championship might be tainted because of this ugly news,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: why would they? Why would that happen in between that competition? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, a lot of love and support for the competitors who
1: kept going. Yeah, which um, wasn't their it wasn't their intention to support an organization that was going to make this decision. So that that had to feel really icky too. Like yeah, wow, this. SEA just came out with this and here I am at a competition
0: right at the world level and I've worked really hard like yeah. what do I do mm-hmm. um just on a quick note congratulations to the top 6 I was yeah I was so not okay, so Dale Harris was the winner he's from the United Kingdom he's a fantastic person and I've heard really great things about him but there was a moment right before they announced second place. And it was like Dale and Miki Suzuki of Japan were up there. And there was this moment where I was like, it might happen. Are we going to like break the glass ceiling? Are we going to do it? Is it going to happen? Like, will we finally crown a female barista champion? And I remember looking to some other people who were beside me. And I was like, this might happen. This This (laughs) might happen. And there were people like about ready to like burst into tears. Like it was, it was that, incredible of a moment and it sucks that it didn't happen. It's okay that it didn't happen, but, and that's what, that's what sort of sucks about this SCA decision is that people are feeling unmotivated to compete. And we want to, I know that we said it in a lot of our social media posts, please, please don't let the SCA ruin your desire to compete. If you want to compete,
1: if you want to compete and if you're safe enough to compete, and if you feel like ethically you if if your position in this is that you're going to move in and keep going and keep representing and pushing, do that. Exactly. If you feel so much uh, betrayal from this decision. Oh, then don't compete. Don't compete. This is a decision like this doesn't happen on its own. It happens like this specific decision is about queer people and about human rights and if you are affected by it, you are affected by it every day. So exactly. this is not just one incident that's hurting your feelings. This is a overlapping system of oppression that's at work one more time in your life. And it just might not be feasible for you to tolerate that bullshit anymore. So if you're, we- going, if you're going to support, then then do it. <laughs> right if you're going to compete then compete and and don't let this stop you if you are not going to just do you, you
0: do you, get it do what feels right to you exactly and we support any decision that you make either way but support your local
1: competitions please write to the sca please write to the sca okay so the the email that they asked us to write into is dc policy at World Coffee Events. This is the email that they gave us in their deferred candidacy press release. And then another one that you can get at them is SCA board at sca.coffee. That one just goes straight to them. So just bombard them. They And you can find this all on our Instagram account.
0: We make an action plan for all these things. Yes. All right. Real quick.
1: Let's talk about Keurigs. All right. So there's the cure. Keur- Let's talk about the Keurig drama. It's not funny, but I might laugh because it's overwhelming and stressful. So. Laughter Al- is an actual reaction to Alaba- that. There is a very intense Alabama state Senate seat up for reelection it's the seat that jeff sessions um vacated he's now the attorney general and he's terrible 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 and these other people that are running are also terrible roy moore is the republican candidate he has not been elected yet he has not been elected he is not serving okay he is um the republican candidate he has a a lot of um sexual assault allegations coming at him a lot of women are coming forward he has been accused of molesting children and specifically targeting teenage girls uh, and has for decades he was banned from a mall in the 80s for picking up teenage girls a one woman in particular um, was 14 at the time when he was 32 so Many people are calling for him to resign like a U.S. Senator shouldn't be. This should not be the behavior of a U.S. Senator. Sean Hannity is a talking head on Fox and Sean Hannity supported Roy Moore. Um, I don't remember his exact words, but he was basically saying, hey, give the guy a break. Ugh, it was just so. Oh, no. He said that the parents consented what it was so fucked up so then sean hannity has his own show and keurig was one of the uh, sponsors Mm -hmm. uh, did commercials on it so keurig did the right thing and pulled their sponsorships and the right got really mad at that so there's this hashtag going around around called boycott Keurig and it's in conjunction with I stand with Hannity or st- hashtag stand with Hannity. Um, so they're basically supporting Hannity for supporting pedophilia of the candidate. Ugh, can you believe this? So people are destroying their Keurigs because you don't really buy Keurigs all the time. So if you have one um, and if you don't want to support it then people are destroying it um they're and doing they're making
0: videos of this right they're making
1: videos and they're posting them online lots of guns lots of um like golf clubs um so this uh this one instagram user post a video of black rifle coffee and black rifle coffee is an extremely offensive uh, offensive in their marketing um their coffee roaster in utah salt lake city i believe and um this video doesn't specifically the black rifle coffee doesn't specifically say anything about keurig it's just one of their marketing videos that's like hey we like guns and we shoot guns and we brew coffee uh and we harass women and <laughs> so the instagram user posts this video and does all the hashtags boycott keurig stand with hannity Sean Hannity sees it, reposted on Twitter and says, oh, I'm going to get this coffee. And then Donald Trump Jr. likes Sean Hannity's post. Donald Trump Jr. follows them on Twitter. So it's kind of, it's, yeah, that's, there's the news.
0: That was, when you told me that I was flabbergasted and it's awful and I'm not really sure what we can do. Well,
1: I think we should be like Keurig, you did the right thing. Like as a fellow coffee company, that was the right thing to do. We have a lot of you know, it's worth noting that Keurig is doesn't produce great coffee and their machines are cheap. But pedophilia is worse than low quality coffee. So in this instance, I would like to make sure that none of the us uh, snobby ass coffee professionals are like yeah fuck Keurig because that is not the right call here no not right now especially we don't need to buy Keurigs but we can say Keurig you made the right call to pull those right. um, we commercials see we see you and that's a great thing and maybe if you want to ask Keurig to boycott the SCA because they also sponsor the SCA you could go ahead and do that but you know that's a different issue Yep, you
0: can you can make that
1: Make that leap by can all means. You make mean. that personal call. Like in that email That's where totally you're like, to you. we really support you also since you're in Ooh. the mood for boycotts. Ooh, we
0: should tell people to... You should send emails to Keurig and be like, hey,
1: we see you. Or
0: stand with Keurig. Maybe that could be a hashtag for a hot minute. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But we just want to say that we see you, Keurig. And we support the decision that you
1: made. We definitely support the decision that you make because when it comes to supporting a cheap coffee maker... Or pedophile, pedophile. Yeah. we're gonna go with a cheap coffee maker, <laughs> God, what a
0: weird, awful scale you just put out there, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. if I have to warn the anyone who's listening, if you do go um and try to find uh this stuff, BuzzFeed wrote a pretty good write up about this and about how um the new white supremacist you know child loving coffee company is black rifle
0: yeah if you go to their website and you watch any of their videos
1: they content warning content warning trigger warning it is transphobic unabashedly it is toxic masculinity there is much uh misogyny it's very i mean at your own risk watch don't do it if you're like having a sad day yeah, it's something that Jasper and I have looked at a couple of times and it's still
0: it's awful every time.
1: I don't even like that we're talking about it. No, it makes me Because I don't even want to give them those views, but they play into the, um, the Keurig story. Right. On so that note. fuck them. Fuck Roy Moore. Fuck Donald Trump Jr. Fuck Sean Hannity. Who else? Fuck uh, Jeff Sessions. Yep. Fuck Donald Trump. That bears repeating. Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh, news is the news is the news is bad. Cherry roast is great. I need to remind myself that there are happy things. (laughs) Cherry roast is great. There are good things out there. Sean Hannity is awful. Black Rifle Coffee is awful. The SCA is pretty awful right now. Mm
1: -hmm. And you all are amazing. Amazing.
0: (laughs) Everybody who listens is amazing. We, I, yeah. All right. We should just close this up because we're getting <laughs> we're getting rambly. Um, thank you for listening. Please send us your emails always bossbarista podcast at gmail dot com. We're listening. Reach out to us on all of our social media. I think you know them all at this point. Um, something I forgot to do that ja- Jasper did at the end of one of our last episodes is the best thing that you can do to help us is subscribe, right. rate, and review Boss Barista. That helps us a whole lot.
1: Yeah. So please do it do that thing thank you we really appreciate it yes it's free for you to do that's a nice thing for us that you can give us thank you we appreciate it thanks for listening darlings and loves bye why am i waving
0: (laughs) 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 they can feel it they can feel it all right bye